0: From Washington, D.C., the swamp itself, this is The Week's Worst with Allen and Vadim.
1: I'm Dr. Stephen J. Allen, Vice President and
2: Chief Investigative Officer of the Capital Research Center. And I'm Matthew Vadim, Senior Vice President at Capital Research Center and Editor-in-Chief of Bombthrowers.com.
0: And I'm Jake Klein, Media Producer at the Capital Research Center, and I'll be moderating this podcast in which we dig through the news for stories that we think are the most outrageous, most ridiculous, the worst. This week's story, President Trump's firing of FBI Director James Comey. I'm not going to spend too much time setting this up because if you have a pulse, you're aware of this and what's going on. Your phone's probably been blowing up with news alerts. Uh, So let's just jump straight into this. We have a very
1: selective audience here, you know, (laughs) I mean, because the the fact is probably most people in the country don't know that much what we're talking about. And obviously the people who listen to our podcast. Comey? Did
2: you say Bill Comey or was it Jacob Comey? Wasn't he a comedian? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. I don't know. Who is this person?
0: (laughs) So uh, first question. So the reason for firing Comey, the deputy attorney general, Rod Rosenstein, put out is entirely Democratic talking points. Uh, it's focusing on the handling of the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Do you honestly think this is the reason Trump fired Comey?
2: It's an awesome reason, and it's very clever because then it's harder to harder to undermine Trump's argument. This was the statement that was uh, alluded to in Trump's uh, uh, letter to Comey on Tuesday informing him that he was being canned. And it, uh, it referenced a Justice of—a um, Department of Justice report, which was actually from Rod Rosenstein. Steen. Uh, Steen, Stein. Stein. Steen. No, Stein. Steen? It is Stein. It is Stein. I, I stand corrected. Yes, you do. You sit corrected. So Rosenstein, uh, the newly confirmed Deputy Attorney General and uh, a career uh, uh, staffer, I believe, at the Department of Justice. Highly respected guy, as President Trump, I think, used those exact words— uh, recommended that that uh, that Comey be, uh, fired because of his conduct, July fifth, two thousand sixteen, when he held a press conference announcing that Hillary had done Hillary Clinton had done all these terrible things with her emails, uh, mishandled classified information, and there's terrible things that were probably illegal, but uh, he wasn't going to recommend prosecution. Uh, because there was no uh, intent, no, crim- no bad intent, no criminal intent on Hillary's part, which, of course, was not is not part of the Espionage Act. It's not part of federal national security law. So Comey invented his own standard in order to weasel out of having to do something about Hillary Clinton. But Rosenstein's complaint was that in so doing, he had usurped the powers of Attorney General Loretta Lynch It is her call, apparently, uh, according to the memo he wrote. uh, Rosenstein wrote that to decide whether or not to go ahead with the prosecution, and uh, that was highly improper. And he arrogated to himself, uh, uh, FBI Director James Comey arrogated to himself, a power that he ought not to have, and that was unacceptable. And Rosenstein actually put together a list of all sorts of. Previous attorney generals and uh, attorneys general and uh, and deputy attorneys general like Democrat Jamie Gorelick and others who all concurred that it was a terrible improper thing to do, and uh, and that was the reason uh, that was given on Tuesday for getting rid of him. Subsequently, President Trump in an interview uh, the next day with Lester or two days later with Lester Holt of NBC News where he was interrupted, I believe, nine times in a three-minute clip of highlights that was shown, uh, said that, uh, yep, he got that recommendation, but his mind was already made up before then he was going to fire uh, Comey no matter what because, uh, because, well, because Comey was um, a a showboater, a screw-up, a guy who uh, was self-aggrandizing and who injected uh, himself and the, the FBI into matters properly left in the hands of elected uh, officials. So it was time for Comey to go. And prior to his firing, just about everybody on Capitol Hill agreed. But, but then as soon as he was fired, a lot of Democrats suddenly discovered they liked Comey again. Well,
1: this was a, a terrible situation, uh, a predicament that Comey was in. I, I have some degree of sympathy for him. Uh, because what happened was uh, you had this investigation of Hillary Clinton's emails. Uh, something she confessed. I mean, she she stole sixty six thousand government documents and destroyed more than half of them. Uh, and uh, many of these documents were uh, were sensitive. Uh, many of them had uh, secret information. Or higher, uh, in terms of classification, uh, this was one of the great crimes I remember ever being committed by a public official. Uh, she put uh, she put this information on her private server, so this is not an accident. This is not where somebody who didn't understand how email worked, you know, accidentally forwarded it to some uh, place. Uh, the the intent was clear from the fact that she created an, you know, her own uh, email server. How many people do that? Um, intent in this case, it, it's like being a drunk driver and you run into a minivan and you kill a family and then you say, well, I didn't intend to kill a family. Well, no, you. But you did intend to get drunk. Uh, There is no requirement for specific intent that, for example, she wanted the Russians to hack into these emails, which they probably did, or the Iranians, or 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 the Chinese, all of which probably happened. Uh, She she didn't have to intend for that to happen. All she had to do was divert these government documents. And I've declared, uh, I've described this rather in the past as being like pulling up a truck to the front door of the State Department and taking all the boxes out, putting them in the truck, and driving away with them. And that's what she did. Uh, These were documents that were supposed to be kept uh, in the government system so they could be available to other government officials, to Congress under proper situations, uh, uh, to the courts, uh, to reporters filing FOIA requests, or other citizens filing FOIA requests, to members of the Obama administration. So she stole all these things. Everybody knows it. Now, uh, Comey then, quote, clears her, how did he get in the situation? Well, he got in the situation because Bill Clinton had a secret meeting, uh, which was revealed by one reporter uh, for a TV station who happened to uh, find out about this and got a camera nearby uh, and picked up on it. with the and, attorney-
2: and the Secret Service kept him as far away as possible from the action, by the way.
1: Right. With the Attorney General of the United States, while she's deciding whether to prosecute his wife, which would presumably remove her as the Democratic nominee for president of the United States. And so you have the former president, who is responsible for her career. Uh, He appointed her uh, to her first big job, uh, is uh, meeting with her. And, of course, then they came out with a hilarious story about they're talking about their grandchildren playing soccer or whatever it was. Who cares? Because it's absurd. Uh, And it would have been totally improper under any circumstances, even if they had been talking about their grandchildren playing soccer and then that put uh that then she recused herself not from the investigation and not from the final uh, from the final decision but she basically said I'll take whatever recommendation the FBI makes and then that put Comey in the position where it was all on him and he's a person who shouldn't be around uh decisions like that just because of his position he should be shielded from that uh because he's not supposed to be involved in politics and this would be to some degree, deciding the presidential election. Uh, so he comes out and he says, yeah, she's guilty, but we can't prosecute. And a lot of us interpreted that as him saying, yeah, I'm sorry, but there are two standards of justice and the Clintons are on the uh, the good side of that, so they don't get prosecuted. That's how some of us interpreted it, but you could interpret it different ways. Of course, the, the people on the left interpreted that as she's been cleared, uh, which is absurd, given that she confessed. Uh, but in any event, the... Um, uh, so so that's the thing that the uh, Rosenstein report was about. And here's a person who uh, was um, appointed uh, to office by uh, George W. Bush as U.S. attorney in Maryland, but was one of three, I think, three out of 93 U.S. attorneys who were uh, reappointed by President Obama. And with obviously with the support of the two liberal Democratic senators— from the state of Maryland, who later, when he was up for the current job, they appeared at his hearing and through their support to him, as did uh, Chuck Schumer, said nice things about him. He was confirmed 94 to nothing, and this is in the distant past of April 25th, 2017, <laughs> that he was considered so um, uh, moral, so ethical, uh, such a high-quality individual that he was confirmed by the U.S. Senate to his position 94 to nothing. Now he's part of this master conspiracy uh, by the Trump administration to cover up uh, Russia when Trump is a Russian spy. Oh, and the new uh, person in the FBI who's uh, who's risen up and is going to be overseeing this investigation, it's that guy McCabe. Remember him? Uh, he was the person whose wife uh, received $700,000 for her state legislative campaign in Virginia, controlled by Terry McAuliffe, Terry McAuliffe being among elected officials, the number one lieutenant of Hillary Clinton. So this is uh, a guy who's married to uh, someone who got 700 grand from the, the Hillary people uh, in her recent state Senate uh, race. And uh, if anything, it's the people on my side who should be concerned about it. But no, um, this is, he's part of the great conspiracy as well, apparently.
0: Okay, well, let's just uh, jump in on that, because it's been noted by some, even though the FBI has vowed to keep up the Russian collusion investigation, this firing still sort of serves as an implicit message to FBI employees that their jobs are not safe if they act against the president, and that this could compromise the investigation, even if the new acting FBI director still is saying, you know, he's, he's going to carry it out with integrity. Um, so how can we? So trust is it all thirty-six thousand investigation? Is it
1: all thirty-six thousand uh, folks at the FBI who are uh, who are in on this thing? Who are frightened by? I mean, this is absurd. Uh, if if somehow the um, uh, Trump administration were involved in actually interfering with the real investigation, uh, then uh, people might have a case. But first of all, there's no. The, the, the This is a silly investigation. There's been no evidence. It's been nine months. Nobody's come up with but that's anything. What,
0: Steve, let me but, stop you there, because that's what investigation is for. You, 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 nobody's getting charged here yet. It's just an investigation at this stage.
1: Actually, typically in Washington, an investigation is to shut people up. Uh, I can give you example after example. And I worked for organizations that were, quote, under investigation by the FBI or the IRS. And these were things ordered, for example, in the 1990s by the Clinton administration. And and, And the FBI people or the IRS people, and I've had conversations with them over this, were told, oh, we don't want you to finish this investigation. And, you know, keep going, keep going. And they kept going and they kept going year after year. And sometimes the New York Times would call me and they'd say, well, isn't your uh, senior citizens organization that you work with, uh, aren't they under investigation by the IRS? And I would say that's really it's interesting that you should say that because no one here has had any contact with the IRS in this regard in years. And yet the media keep reporting we're under investigation. Why? Because the whole point is to keep you under investigation so that you're always referred to that way in the media. And that's what this Russia thing is. Happened, happened with me with regard to Newt Gingrich. I worked uh, for an organization that was associated with Newt Gingrich, later worked for him in his campaign. And uh, there was an IRS investigation of Newt Gingrich, and the IRS actually had a report, which had to be leaked because they were under orders not to release it, that said that Newt was completely innocent in the matter they were investigating. But they hung it over his head because it discredited him. Mitt Romney actually used in the campaign, even though Newt was completely exonerated. Why? Because there was all all these news clips, all these news stories about Newt Gingrich under investigation, and people thought, well, there's smoke, there's fire. That's all this Russia thing is. Uh, they you know the people who look at this know that there was a phony opposition research report uh, that was dug up by uh, people who were working for first Trump's Republican opponents and then the Democrats. This was used as the basis for an investigation where people were in the government were spying on the Trump campaign and this is not a matter of controversy. We know that uh, Susan Rice and others unmasked the identity of people who were picked up in so-called incidental, uh, 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 surveillance, but of course that's how you spy on people today. The government sucks up everything and then goes through and picks out what they need and throws the rest back and the unmasking is when you're spying on people. And so we know that happened and the justification was these phony opposition research reports. So where's the Russia connection? I mean, oh, Carter Page, my goodness, guy who used to be the vice president of, of uh, the uh, Merrill Lynch's Moscow office, Oh, my gosh, he had contacts with the Russians. Well, who in the business world who's operating, you know, in international business doesn't? And that's what they do. They, they go and find some connection where somebody who knows somebody who was in the campaign at some level had some contact with the Russians. And suddenly this is the great Russia conspiracy. Uh, and they never cared when Russia in- intervened in American elections year after year after year was written about when people like me wrote about it we were considered right-wing lunatics for thinking that oh gosh who, who cares that the Russians are interfering in our elections uh, and uh, now suddenly it's it's really important and uh, you know this is how Washington works uh, and uh, people need to you know they, there should be a, there should be a sell-by date on this investigation because otherwise their intention is to keep it going and going and going and always say, well, you don't know what you might find if you just keep investigating.
0: So I agree with you completely that investigations can be used to shut people up, but this investigation's only been going for a couple months. It's been going for a lot shorter than the Hillary Clinton email investigation went on. Wait, wait,
1: wait no, and- no, 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 no. Donald Trump, I wrote about uh, the day when during the Democratic convention last summer, uh, Trump uh, sort of tried to get attention away from the Democratic convention. so he holds a press conference. Uh, he uh, demands uh, that uh, Hillary release her emails that you know if, if they're still in existence and then he sort of jokingly adds at the end, well you know the, the Russians probably have these, which they probably do uh, and um, the Russian probably and they, they should release them. So he's saying the Russians should give back their stolen property. This was written in hundreds of news articles as, Donald Trump calls on the Russians to spy on Hillary Clinton. Uh, Katie Tour from NBC is actually the first person who put out that story, but it quickly spread, metastasized uh, James Taranto at the, at the Wall Street Journal. He dug up another hundred or so, I think, uh, references to, uh, in the media to how uh, Trump uh, is calling on the Russians to spy. I think one of the references was that's the equivalent of calling on the Russians to send tanks down Broadway in New York. And, and, and he never said it. It was nothing. It was, And that's when it started. This whole thing started then as far as the um, uh, people were trying to say that because Trump was for NATO living up to the countries, living up to their treaty obligations. And if they didn't, then maybe we should reconsider NATO, which is a perfectly reasonable thing I've been writing about for 30 years, uh, that therefore he's a Russian spy. And that's where we got to this point.
0: Steve, I agree with everything you just said, but that, that's a complete tangent to what we're talking about here. Um Number one, the first thing that was in the in the letter to, from uh, Trump firing Comey was that Comey had apparently told uh, Trump three times that he was not personally um, uh, under investigation, which Just Comey has not were, refuted. Were under investigation, Comey has
1: had plenty of time to refute, and he hasn't refuted it. So. Yeah,
0: and I, nobody's nobody's talking here about the sort of overall. Uh, view in society about Russia. We're talking about the mechanics of the investigation now. I mean, it seems like rule number one in a uh, transparent, non-corrupt, democratic society, you don't fire the person who's leading the investigation against you, regardless of whether the investigation he's the head of the FBI. is going to lead to anything. Actually, you. he's... Exactly. He was the, the head of the head FBI. He's the head of the FBI. He's not the guy doing the investigation. In the in, who, the FBI is investigating people in the administration I, right, right now. Right, and he is leading that and investigation. And over the FBI the tactics of that are disastrous. And
1: over that person is the Deputy Attorney General, and that's who said he should be fired.
0: Well, there's, there's so the there's person no ultimately, ultimately in charge of the investigation. He says that he should be fired after Trump asked them to put together a Trump has said multiple he times asked for a report now, and it was yes. two
1: weeks after he was after he was confirmed Trump that has he said did this multiple
0: report. Trump has said multiple times afterwards that he would have fired Comey regardless of what uh, oh the absolutely he was looking said. for
1: he was looking for a completely unimpeachable unassailable um statement from someone who completely trusted by people on all sides of the political all parts of the political spectrum uh that Comey had to go That's what he was waiting for to fire him. Gee, wow, that's a scandal that the president of the United States wanted to do something, but waited until he had uh, a justification that no one could reasonably attack. Uh, And that's what he said. Uh, And that's and that's what apparently the evidence supports. Uh, you know, the, 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 and the idea that you think Comey's running around like with a magnifying glass looking for clues. You know, I, I mean, is, is this like, you know, one of those kid shows about a detective uh, that uh, uh, where you're you're going around trying to find that little piece of evidence? I mean, that's ridiculous.
2: Trump would have taken a heat no matter when he fired Comey. Ideally, sure. He should have given him notice during the transition period or, or canned him right at the beginning of his term but he didn't and i can understand a new president who's never held elected office before uh hesitating to do that wanting to get uh expert counsel and uh, and putting it on the back burner uh uh you know it, it just i i i think it makes it, it makes sense on a certain level and as i said any time he fired him, he would have been come under immediate assault, assault anyway. But the thing is, he was coming under assault from Republicans and from some Democrats for not firing Comey. They were anxious to get rid of Comey when uh, back in the fall, when he, uh, on October the 28th, I think it was, sent a letter to con- con- uh, congressional committees. Uh, saying that he'd uncovered new emails uh, in the Hillary Clinton saga and that he was re- that he could be reopening the case. And Hillary Clinton and other Democrats still to this day blame Comey uh, for uh, uh, causing Hillary to lose the election. The election took place, what? A week and a half or so after that. So there was really no good time to fire Comey. And you know he's gonna he's gonna be blasted for it, um, uh, no matter what. He's damned if he does, damned if he did, damned if he didn't.
0: I think there would have been a very good time to fire Comey, which is after this investigation was concluded. And let's be clear about which the- it will never be concluded well, until he, it gets the result. that but no. the- no. oh. Comey's
2: an just an endless troublemaker, and and he just is always dragging things out and trying to please people. And the guy's got a Christ complex, okay? He thinks that he's a savior uh, of America. And he said so a few days ago, not in, exactly in those words. He said that, I tried my best and I suffered. And, uh, and, and I think he said, Lordy, you know, h- how much has been thrown at me uh, since I took this stand? But, you know, I'm happy to do it in order to protect the American people. So this is a guy with a very um, uh, uh, strange set of priorities uh, who really has no business running the FBI. He also terrified, this is something that uh, I hadn't really thought about very much, on Tucker Carlson's show a few nights ago, he said this is some guy that lawmakers were terrified of, that Republicans and Democrats alike during commercial breaks on Tucker Carlson tonight would, would confide in Tucker Carlson, that they refused to criticize Comey on air because he could hurt them. Um, and this is not, uh, and they, they, that's why they wouldn't say it on air. They wouldn't say it on the record. This is not the kind of power that an unelected bureaucrat should have, was Tucker Carlson's point. And I'm, in, I'm inclined to agree. This guy was a menace and he was out of control and he had to be fired. And it's a shame that Donald Trump took so long to do it. Uh, but uh, I'm glad that he did, and I suspect Dr. Allen is as well. Yeah, there's a historical context.
1: Remember, J. Edgar Hoover was head of the FBI for something around a half a century, and he was able to do that because he had blackmail files on everybody, and he could use those to protect a, a president. When JFK uh, was sleeping with an East German agent uh, named Romesch, uh, Then, uh, and this was reported, by the way, by that right-winger George Stephanopoulos and many others, uh, then Jager Hoover's files were used to get the Republicans to shut up about it and not talk about it with the 1964 election. Uh, coming, coming forward, and I think uh, sleeping with an enemy spy uh, it, when you're the family values candidate probably would not have gone well for JFK. And yet they managed to shut the whole thing up. Uh, and and remember, you know, one of the things I love this is what they had Woodward and Bernstein speak at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Of course, the clear imp- implication is you can be the next Woodward and Bernstein if you bring down Trump. Like was we that, brought was down, that down that Nixon. Failed
2: White House Correspondents' Dinner. Yeah, that, that, that Trump is Trump boycotting.
1: Yeah, where Trump went out and spoke with regular people in Pennsylvania, but they. Um, The interesting thing is, of course, uh, one of the reasons we now know that they kept the identity of Deep Throat secret, uh, the person who provided them with the inside information that they used to to bring down Nixon, is that it was Mark Felt. It was W. Mark Felt, who was J. Edgar Hoover's assistant, the guy who had been written up in Time magazine uh, when J. Edgar Hoover was still alive as the person most likely to inherit the blackmail files. And we now know if you look back at it uh, in that perspective, you see Nixon was actually trying to clean up the FBI. He did not appoint a Hoover person to replace Hoover when Hoover died, uh, partly because he was trying to clean the place up. And this was the revenge of the Hoover people who the lefties hated, hated, hated. There's probably no person, uh, uh, you know, before Donald Trump that they hated as much as they hated J. Edgar Hoover. But boy, they were sure happy to join with the Hoover people to bring down Nixon when it served their purpose. And that's what's happening now. Comey was hated by the the, the left by the Democrats. Uh, Harry Reid, the top elected Democrat in America at the time, called for him to resign. Uh, he was uh, His behavior was described as appalling by Chuck Schumer, who's now the top elected Democrat in America. And um, and and 40, I think uh, he had an approval rating among Democrats. It was like 13% with 41% disapproving. Uh, so this is someone that the Democrats wanted to get rid of. But then Trump does it. But, of course, it has to fit the conspiracy theory. So we immediately flip. And the best evidence of that that I saw was on the Stephen Colbert show where he comes out a few minutes after the um, firing of Comey when they were taping the show. And he announces that this has happened and the audience cheers because, of course, you know, they're all anti-Trump people. So they think this is great. And Stephen Colbert has to lecture them and explain that. No, no, no. no. Now we're against uh, the firing of Comey. Now we're
0: for Comey. Comey's a great guy now. Steve, that's not what the Democratic comms about Comey have been. It, this is not what they're not they're not saying now. We think Comey is so great. We always thought Comey was so great. Uh, we wanted Comey to run the FBI forever. What they're saying is, it is suspicious that he was fired like this because FBI directors are so rarely fired. It happened once before when there was a clear ethical lapse about using uh, FBI resources. What sessions for personal under Clinton? Gain. No.
1: No. Well, anyway, we can talk about that some other time. Yeah.
0: But anyway, their comms is not we loved Comey. It's this timing is suspicious given the (laughs) Russian investigation. And by the way, there's a lot of uh, bipartisan support for that. That's not just Democratic comms. We've seen a lot of Republicans uh, come on board with that too, including Ben Sass of uh, Nebraska. Who was never trumper. Uh, perhaps, but he's certainly a a, a a very hardcore, I think, agreeable to all of us conservative.
2: Right. Um, and you so conservative never Trump. And then p- even there's people there's in the wrong House that. Freedom
0: Caucus, um, uh, Representative Amash, who I guess was probably also a never Trumper, I'm not positive, but... Uh, th- this this is bipartisan what we have right I now. I couldn't care less whether
1: this. two people on both sides of the of the establishment in Washington uh, agree on something that doesn't mean anything
0: to And the way, and I do, and I do. Look, look.
1: There is a baseless investigation going on. There's no reason to have this investigation that's been put forth publicly. Uh, There was a non-classified report that supposedly showed all this terrible stuff about the Russians. We've discussed it before. The Russians didn't do anything that they hadn't done in every election that countries all the time don't do. And then they're trying somehow to tie this to Trump based on collusion When the main stories of collusion that we've heard have been completely discredited. Nobody, are they really saying that he did that thing in the hotel room with the prostitutes and got blackmailed that he's a Russian spy? I mean, own up to your story. If that's what you believe, then come out and say it. Don't just sort of vaguely hint that there's something going on without saying what it is you're actually alleging. And when you look at what they're actually alleging, it's kind of nuts. I mean, this is like, look, um, we had the birther thing. And it was a very small number of people. I was editor of the Tea Party's magazine. I never had a serious discussion ever with anyone that the birther story was true. And in fact, it was only conservatives who bothered to look and see that Barack Obama was born in the United States. Because the lefties, my theory, and I think it's reasonable, is they didn't want to find out that he, that he wasn't. They didn't want to find out it was true. So they didn't bother to investigate. Imagine if the Republican Party's entire program, in the first months of the Obama administration, had been trying to uncover the birther scandal. That's where we are. And the question for me, you know, I'm looking at this and going, can the Democratic Party, they've had in in three of the last four elections, they've had their worst elections in history, can they survive
0: this kind of thing? I agree with you that there has not been sufficient evidence for the Russian collusion allegations. I've been on this podcast multiple episodes agreeing with you, but... I, I have to disagree when it comes to the idea of an investigation and you know, doing something that could be potentially damaging to fulfilling the completion of that investigation. Not to say it won't be continued under uh, the new FBI direction because obviously it will. but but let's move on uh, to uh, other areas of this story. Um so it's being reported that Trump had asked Comey for his loyalty <laughs> in a dinner <laughs> meeting. <laughs> And, uh, is
1: that like how the uh, uh, deputy attorney general uh, threatened to resign, which turned out to be a
0: fake story, or they is...
1: asking for more money for the investigation? Well, wait, well, kind well, of like swearing
0: talking. personal loyalty okay, okay, to but... the Fuhrer, isn't it? <laughs> okay, but but our listeners might not have heard this whole report, so yes, let okay. me let me get the question out. Okay, before Talk, we speak
2: about it. the ridiculous, discredited report.
0: Uh, so it's being reported that Trump had asked Comey for his loyalty and. Comey would only offer his honesty. Isn't that we, what we want from an FBI director? That's what we want from that Christ-like guy.
2: Yeah, mein
1: who suffered so much. Yes. Yeah.
2: Look, it's just hard to believe, and there have already been stories from other sources within the White House, because the place leaks like a sieve saying that that never happened. So it, it's it's hard to know, but it sounds like a pretty strange scenario, and it does sound like something cooked up to make uh, to make Comey look good. Uh, who knows for sure whether it happened, but... Or I,
1: whether Trump I, said I, something like, are you going to give me your loyalty, meaning me in the office of President of the United States, which would have been perfectly proper. We we don't know. I mean, you know, sometimes people take something in a conversation and they interpret it the way they want to interpret it. So who
2: knows? He could have just said, are you going to do a good job for me?
1: <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. No- who knows? and and we know that Trump does this thing where he personalizes it you know so he he, he the language he uses sometimes uh, he sort of combines the uh, situation he's in as
2: president of the United States with his own personal thing so uh, if he said if he said do you promise to ignore anything illegal that i may have done in the past <laughs> or may do in the future uh, and just set aside your obligate your your uh, obligations to the 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 nation's laws and to the constitution and to the people of the United States Maybe that would be different. But I, I don't think anybody's saying he said that.
1: And flip this around. You know the you know how the Clinton people operate and others who are basically organized crime. Uh, they don't say it out directly. They never know that, oh, there might be a tape under that, uh, you know, tape a tape recorder under that chair. So they'll always put it in terms. Anybody who's seen The Godfather knows there's a coded language that you use, like you're going to drop this
2: investigation, right? Um, that, it's like uh, Congressman Jack Murtha during the Abscam scandal. They have the videotapes of him just sort of dancing around the question of whether he wanted to take the money. Well, what is that money doing sitting there? Hmm. You know, let's discuss this and sort of dancing around the question, and then he never actually takes the money because I think he figured out yeah. that that something was wrong. Yeah. So,
1: and, and that's how it works in the real world. You don't. People don't say, "Oh,
0: are you going to help me cover this up?" No, that doesn't happen. Okay, let's go in a different direction. So, from the Washington Post, uh, this is a question they posed, so I'll pose it to you: uh, Why had Trump discussed with? Uh, sorry, why had Trump discussed the Russia probe with the FBI director three times as he claimed in his letter dismissing Comey, which could have been a violation of Justice Department policies that ongoing investigations generally are not to be discussed with White House officials?
2: Well, that's not really Trump violating a policy. That would be Comey violating a policy, wouldn't it?
0: Well, if,
1: if, if he's asking about the non-existent uh, investigation, which is into whether Trump personally uh, w- was involved in any collusion, and he says, now, there's no investigation that I'm, I, I'm personally involved in collusion. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right, sir. Uh, there, there, there's no investigation of you personally. Um, then I, I don't know how it's a violation of the rule to, to not discuss an ongoing investigation to say that there's no investigation when that investigation doesn't exist, Uh, So that's there's this tortured logic. Uh, Obviously, Trump was putting that in because it's important. He wanted to make sure that was in every story that covered the Comey uh, uh, firing that where he pointed this out. And again, Comey hasn't denied it. Uh, He's had plenty of opportunity. He could have immediately gone to the cameras and said this is not true. And he didn't. So I think we can say at this point, it appears that that statement was correct.
0: Okay, going in a in a different direction yet. Um, earlier, was it? I'm not sure if it was today or yesterday, but Trump tweeted, "James Comey better hope that there are no quote tapes of our conversations before he starts leaking to the press." So, Ben Shapiro, a conservative Harvard-trained lawyer, wrote, a, "Ooh, uh,
1: Harvard! Ooh, my law school is a lot better than theirs." Okay. Anyway, go ahead.
2: Uh, you know, uh, I was on a debating team, and we beat them two out of three times at the Yale Invitational. Oh, well, my,
1: my, my school's team beats them all the time re- yeah. on a regular basis. Har-
0: Harvard,
2: you suck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anybody in public policy who comes from Harvard, they have to prove their credentials to me because most people who come out of Harvard are idiots on public policy. But anyway, go ahead. Anyway, now uh, that we've
0: established
2: but, that Harvard sucks.
0: yeah. Uh, ben Shapiro, I doubt, would be somebody who would agree with most uh, public policy professionals. Ben Shapiro, anyway, however, does not but, suck. But uh, I agree with you completely on that. But uh, so he had an interesting analysis of this tweet, which said that because of this, if there potentially were tapes, they would now be subject to subpoena based on this tweet. So, Steve, you're a lawyer. Is there a lawyer in the room? I wanted to ask for your analysis of that, because that could throw an interesting wedge into this. He also noted that that was sort of the same thing that happened when Nixon was brought down during Watergate was uh, tapes were mentioned that. Uh, gave them the ability to be subpoenaed, and then that led to a cascade of events which led to his impeachment and resignation.
1: It's that famous moment that our younger listeners might not be aware of where Fred Thompson, the future actor and U.S. senator, uh, was the Republican counsel for the Watergate committee and asks Alexander Butterfield uh, if there's a taping system at the White House. And he reveals it. And then that became the object of the rest of the Watergate investigation, finally leading to Nixon's resignation. Just a little summary there. for His us.
2: acting name, he spelled it out in full, I guess, because Fred Thompson was taken. He was known as Fred Dalton Thompson. That's right. If That's you right. want to look it up at IMDb. Am- IMDB.com. Yeah, great guy with a great voice. Uh, uh,
1: you may remember him from Law and Order as the district attorney. Anyway, and Die Hard too. Anyway, so so so. The, but this is this is kind of the opposite of that. First of all, uh, the the quote from the Trump tweet is uh, James Comey. Better hope that there are no tapes. And I think he had did he had tapes in uh, quotation marks in the original. Uh, at least that's what's uh, on this little piece of paper I'm looking at. The tape, no tapes of our conversations. Uh, before he starts leaking to the press. Well, what he's saying there is... uh uh, don't lie, uh, because you never know. It's possible there's a tape, and I've used this trick myself. I, I've said to people uh, who I thought might lie about a conversation we had on the phone. You know, I'll say something sly like, "You know, that was on an open phone line, and you know, one-party taping is legal in this state that I'm in." So before Which I is lie, is not a state, yeah, but well, not now where I am now, but but where I was then, and I would say, you know, and I'm just sort of slyly suggesting to them, "You better not lie about what." you said to me and what i said to you and that sounds like what trump is doing first of all there are quotation marks around tape so i don't know if uh, if that would affect it i suspect
2: uh, that was be- in case somebody would want to say on twitter oh trump's so dumb he doesn't realize that we don't record things on tapes anymore."
1: exactly they did that with wiretap but anyway exactly, my point yeah. my point is um actually shapiro has a point uh i think if uh, that remark may end up with a subpoena of the tapes whether they exist or not uh and that is a potential um, uh, legal situation because the you know Trump people could say and and they could say it based on what he said he didn't say there were tapes he just said you know there could have been tapes and then if there aren't any tapes then that'll be part of the conspiracy right. uh it'll be oh this but, is like but, the oh I'll there, even I'll even Watergate. give them the talking point it's like the 18 and a half minute gap in right. Watergate so that's, yeah, what, right. they'll, they, that's there, what they'll that's what
2: they'll cite here there is the slightest superficial Similarity to Watergate. Watergate, of course, was not about taping people. It was about destroying tape, uh, destroying recordings, destroying evidence. It was about obstruction of justice, and that hasn't happened here, as far as we can tell. And
1: what was at the core of Watergate? It was spying on your political opponents. And guess which side spied on their political opponents? So it's really kind of the opposite of Watergate. Uh, Trump in this case is the victim. He's like the Democratic National Committee when they planted uh, bugs in the in the Democratic National Committee offices. So that that's an interesting way. You know, if they keep bringing up Watergate, uh, as Michael Barone, pointed, if they keep
2: bringing up Watergate, they they they're going to live to regret it.
1: Yeah, and and then there's the question of well, can we bring up? Hillary's investigation again. Can we revive that statute of limitations? Hasn't run. Now five of her top aides have been given immunity. And then there are, you know, discussions about what kind of immunity she might've gotten, but uh, you know, there's still, still a possibility. And by the way, I'm not a lock-her-up person in this sense. Uh, I think it's important to lock her up if you need that to prove that there are not two systems of justice in this country. But I've said all along, if she's willing—anything she's willing to confess to so we can make sure it never happens again, I'm willing to give her a pardon for—you uh, know, to have the president give her a pardon. Because uh, I don't I, I don't think it's a good idea necessarily to lock up the person who ran for president. Uh, and that is a, a maybe a bad idea. But only if she comes clean— and that would be an interesting uh, thing to hear if uh, Hillary were put in a position where she had to come clean. But anyway, the point is, uh, this is, uh, as, as Michael Barone pointed out, Watergate is as far in the past uh, to people today as the stock market crash of 1929 was to the people when Watergate happened. Uh, so, you know, they're going to try to spin Watergate based on the idea that people have no idea what it was. I was there. I actually won an, an award for a, a report I did on Watergate. That's how old I am. I was, I was a teenager, but I won an award and, uh, uh they're going to, they're going to count on people not knowing what Watergate was about. And they're going to feed them a story and say, this is like Watergate. And, um, and, and of course the people on the left, it's going to keep them going. They're getting excited. Wow. This is a chance we might get Trump impeached. Of course, you'd end up with Pence's As president, but I guess they could have him. I wouldn't think
0: that would be so bad. I think I might quite enjoy that. Um, Okay, so last question. Uh, So where do we go from here? Obviously, this is still a developing story. But who do you think should replace Comey at the FBI if you don't have specific names? I mean, what type of person should they be looking for? And I think I know your answer to this, but what should be done about the Russia investigation now in your view? They should pick Um, somebody A special prosecutor has been uh, suggested by (laughs) a number of people on both sides of the aisle.
1: Well, first of all, a special prosecutor, that's when you want to drag out an investigation because you start over. This is in the hands of career people at the FBI. Uh, there's you know, no reason to think that Trump in four months has somehow uh, destroyed the uh, credibility of the lower level people at the FBI. They're going to carry it out. Uh, I just want them to investigate as I'm investigating. Uh, the people who put out the crazy story about Trump in the hotel room that led to the spying on the Trump people that led to this whole thing you're referring to the pissgate dossier yeah where you know Trump Trump uh, found out that the Obamas had used the uh, bed in the hotel room at the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow and had prostitutes come in and they blah, 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 blah. Uh, no need to discuss it right now we've talked about it before it's a r- totally ridiculous story I want to I want to find out the whole story see that's the difference between me and the people on the other side I want to find out the whole story including who was Spreading these things that are now every night on NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, etc. I want to find out everything. They only want to find out some things. As far as who should run the FBI, um <laughs> somebody mentioned Merrick Garland, who was the failed. Mike Leah,
0: Senator Mike Lee of Utah I tweeted that. that Merrick Garland should be appointed FBI director, and everybody thought it was a joke. um But and- he
2: was a prosecutor, wasn't he?
0: Uh, You know, I don't know much of his history. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but... Uh, people asked his office for clarification, and no, he was a hundred percent serious. And I, th- I think, I think that would be hyster- a hysterical political move. I don't know if it would be a good idea or not, but I'd love to see that happen for the entertainment. <laughs> well, I'm not
2: sure Donald Trump is that wacky, but we'll see.
1: Uh, well, and then you know the other thing is someone who's just a, a absolutely unassailable prosecutor, somebody who's uh, you know in the FBI or at some sort of similar position. Uh, they've mentioned you know various police commissioners who've dis- served with distinction um, Ray Kelly and so forth. And they they, 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 here's the thing you would say he needs to get, the president needs to put somebody in that position who can't be criticized, uh, in, in terms of his record. It has to be somebody who's as close to perfect as you can get. Problem is that's what he did with Rosenstein. That's what we did with Andrew McKay. Um, uh, you know, being in the, in the acting position there. Uh, and, um, and that didn't stop him from the conspiracy theories. Once you're down that road, And everything is a conspiracy and everything, even the lack of evidence is just proof of how good the conspiracy is. Uh, You're you're in trouble because nothing nothing, you know, as a country, we're in trouble when a major political party uh, is basing their uh, approach to to this administration on on that.
0: All right. That's our show for this week. We'll be back next week and we hope you'll join us. If you're not already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and follow us on social media at Capital Research Center on Facebook and YouTube and at Capital Research on Twitter. I'm Dr. Stephen J. Allen. And I'm Matthew Vadim. And I'm Jake Klein. Thanks for listening.